up and welcome back to another episode of The Rambling Beard. And today we are going to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart, to my mental sanity, to just having a hell of a good time. Um, We're going to talk about riding motorcycles. So... I don't know if all of you know, but a lot of you know that I ride. And currently I have a Honda VTX 1300. Uh, It is not a Harley. It doesn't try to be a Harley. It tries to be just a badass cruiser. And I get made fun of a lot by some of the guys I ride with because it's not a Harley or we'll be somewhere and you know guys will start talking shit and it's you know I I don't feel the need to go spend $30,000 on something that you know in three weeks I'm gonna have to spend another $5,000 fixing I'd rather spend what I spent on my bike and put oil in it and then put gas in it and it just runs and it doesn't break down and it doesn't, you know, I don't have to get a second or third job just to pay for it. So anyway, enough about that. I don't, I'm not going to talk shit about Harleys. I'm not going to talk shit about any other kind of bike other than that right there. That's it. So I got started riding. I think I was probably shit. Probably like eight or nine years old. Um, I know I had begged my parents for a long time to uh, get me a motorcycle. And I mean, I grew up riding a four wheeler around the farm. I grew up riding bikes all over the farm, pretending it was a motorcycle. And my brother and I finally convinced our parents to get us a motorcycle and we ended up getting uh, matching TL 90s which if any of you are familiar with a TL 90 it looks like a moped Uh, it's got a little step through neck it's got a little itty bitty engine in it it's got some little dinky ass tires but it's actually geared for trail riding So it's not like a, you know, it it has a shifter, it has a clutch, it it is not just a moped, although it very much looks like a moped. But that was my first bike, had that for about a year and a half or so, and then it just got, it got to be too small. Uh, Neighbor of ours out on the farm Ended up having, oh, he had, it was a, I don't know, it was another Honda. I can't remember the the letter of it, but it was a trials bike. And which means that basically first gear is super low. Like at an idle, you can let the clutch out and the thing will just lurch forward. It won't die like most bikes will. So that was and and then he had the engine bored out to even bigger to give him more power. So, you know, whatever 10, 11 year old needs is, you know, a, a 
bigger bike between their legs and you know with a super low gear ratio so you as soon as you crack that throttle it's basically trying to stand up which that leads me to a fantastic story so i'm over in kind of the well i mean for lack of a better term parking lot um you know, out on the farm, we just kind of would we would park equipment where we had a flat spot that, you know, had enough space that we could get tractors in and out of the different implements. Well, one day I was over there and there wasn't much out there. So it was, I mean, there was, you know, we had our road and then there was grass. And that's all I saw out there. Like we had moved everything cause we we're prepping for harvest. So we had to get everything out of there cause that's where we parked the trucks and the tractors and the combines. And so I'm over there just dicking around and for whatever reason, I'm trying to pop a wheelie and I am standing up and sitting down super fast. And as I'm sitting down super fast, I'm also just gunning the shit out of the engine and I'm popping wheelies and it's going fine and you know I'm riding them out for a little bit and then once I get up to a certain speed like I'm not shifting while I have you know my front wheel on the ground or in the air so I you know would let off the throttle and they would come back down and you know I'd turn around and I'd do it all over again it was I mean it was a hell of a lot of fun well, about the last time I did it, I sat down, I cracked the throttle, and my right foot slid right off of the peg. And if any of you have ever been in that position on a motorcycle, there's one thing you can't do, and it's let go. And the more I held on the more gas the throttle was giving it because I was, I literally was falling off the back of the motorcycle. So the more I fell, the more I twisted the throttle, the more I twisted the throttle, the more I fell. It was a terrible combination of everything. So I am just, I'm flying. Well, flying, I'm flying in my eyes. I was probably going all of 10 miles an hour, maybe. So I was flying along at 10 miles an hour, front wheel in the air, bike basically standing straight up. How it didn't come over backwards, I don't know. Um, but I get going towards the, the tall grass, and then I see it. There's a skew treader. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the skew treader, it is a piece of equipment that gets pulled behind the tractor to chop up straw. So it's big, it is made out of all metal, and it has it, it basically has bladed discs on it. So I'm heading right towards that. And what happened was I lean I was able to lean just enough that my bike missed it, but my foot hit the corner and kind of knocked me off balance enough that 
it knocked me off the bike. So bike, you know, falls over. I roll around in the dirt. I kind of do a self-assessment and try and figure out if my legs broke. I, you know, kind of stood up and, huh, well, that, that wasn't so bad after all. So I go pick my bike up and sure enough, it's, it's broke. The, I broke the, uh, the clutch handle and, you know, so I had to, I, I mean, I had to get it in neutral cause, and then push it back over to the shop so that I could, you know, kind of try and fix the clutch handle. I mean, it wasn't broke off, but it was definitely bent to shit. So that was my first real incident on a motorcycle as far as crashing. And I want to say it was probably another year or so, maybe two years. Let's see, that would have put me about 13. Yeah, I was about 13. And I got a TT500, which was a big bike. It was a fast bike. It was, I mean, it was a four-stroke racing bike. And when you got on that throttle, you, A, you heard it. It was loud. And B, you felt it. It was, it was a super light bike with a lot of torque and a lot of power for a 13-year-old to have. And it was just a hell of a lot of fun. And that's kind of... I think that's really where I learned my affinity for speed was that bike. Um, I bought a little, uh, one of those little magnetic, um, speedometers, you know, put the, the magnet on one of your spokes and then you, you're supposed to zip tie the, the other part of it to your bike fork. Well, it's made for bicycles, not motorcycles. So I taped it on and I just, I would just try to see how fast I could go. And on the gravel road, I could get it up to about 50, 55 before I started feeling kind of squirrely in the back end. And I would slow down a little bit. And then I got the bright idea. I'm going to go out on the county road. It's pavement. Well, Pavement and knobby tires are not the best combination. It's a super rough ride. Just if anybody's wondering, if if you're thinking about, you know, going out and riding a, riding a dirt bike on a street bike or on a street, I would I would recommend that you don't. Um, it is it it doesn't it's just not as fun as I thought it was going to be. But that still didn't stop me from hitting about 80, 85 miles an hour on that fucking thing. And then I, that was my, that time was my first uh, experience with speed wobbles. Because that bike was not designed to go that fast on that surface. It was designed to tear up a track. It was designed to be in the dirt, in the grass. It was not designed to be on a chip sealed pavement road. So I get going along and sure enough, my front tire and, uh, 
my front tire starts doing this little shaky shake and I'm just like, what the hell is this? Like I was, I was about 82 miles an hour and it started, started kind of, Oh fuck, this is not good. Um, I'm riding right down the middle of a two lane road. If I go down, like I'm not wearing road gear. I'm not wearing leathers. I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt and a dirt bike helmet. I'm fucked. So luckily I was able to slow down and turn around and that kind of, that, that set me straight for a while, but I was just like, damn, that was, you know, once I got over that, that initial, what the fuck was that? I was like that, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was a hell of a lot of fun. Then I stopped riding for a while. Uh, once I started driving myself to school and you know, I got a truck, so that was obviously more fun because I could go up in the mountains anytime I wanted. I didn't have to load anything up. And about the time I was 21, I got my first street bike, and it was a Vulcan 750. Being six foot two and trying to sit on a Vulcan is not comfortable at all. Um,. Basically, the, the foot pegs are almost directly below the seat. So, it was really like riding a crotch rocket, but the seat and body styling of a cruiser. And it didn't, uh, I mean, for short rides, it was fine. For around town, it was fine. Um, but I did ride it from Walla Walla to Ellensburg a couple times. And it was... I was ridiculously sore. Like my knees were just shot, just tired after that. But then I graduated to a Honda Shadow 1100. And that's really, that's really, really when I kind of fell in love with riding on the road. Um, I bought that from a guy that I used to work with and I rode the piss out of that thing until I sold it a couple years later and bought my current bike. So now that we're all caught up on the bikes I had, I want to talk a little bit about the people that drive cars. During motorcycle riding season, and everywhere it is different. You know, down south, riding season is basically 11, 12 months a year. Up here, we got about, I would say, maybe seven months of good riding. And you can you can squeeze in a ride or two, you know, early or late season. But we probably have maybe not even seven months. It's probably only about six. But... Once riding season hits, I mean, especially up here, I mean, there's motorcycle after motorcycle. It seems like there's more and more every year that are, you know, catching the bug and getting out. And this morning when I was riding to work, I had three people pull out in front of me. And my bike's not easy to, to miss. I have a super bright LED headlight 
And then my turn signals in the front also double as driving lights and they're LED. Like I've, I've looked at the front of my bike from a long ways away. You can see it. it it's that they gets there. It, uh, it's just people's lack of attention to motorcycles. It's people's lack of attention to other vehicles when they're driving. Like this guy was pulling out of a gas station and you know, it's, it's hard for me to make eye contact with people cause I wear sunglasses, but he looked right at me, looked right at me as I came to the driveway of the gas station and he just, he literally just pulled out right in front of me. Didn't stop. Didn't nothing looked at me and went. So, you know, I had to get on my brakes and shifted down and luckily I, I saw him. So I had already let off the throttle. So I wasn't going as fast as I was, you know, had I, had I not seen him, start to pull out but you know and that happened two more times within a half hour and it's just it's as, as a motorcycle rider it's frustrating because we already have we already deal with enough we already deal with you know the the inherent danger that if something goes wrong just with our vehicle there's a chance we're not coming home in one piece and that's you know, not to mention the, the other people that are out there not paying attention. All you got to do is just look, look twice, just look, just pay attention. It's, it's an easy, easy thing to do. And, you know, some people take driving for granted or they're too busy to pay attention because they're on their phone or they're talking with other people in the car or they're singing along to music, whatever, Whatever has you distracted, if you're pulling out, especially during riding season, please just look twice. I saw a video one time, I can't remember who did it, but they showed a motorcycle coming down the road and from where the person was turning onto the street, at a certain point that motorcycle disappeared behind a pencil. They held a pencil up in front of the camera and that motorcycle absolutely disappeared. So that's why I ask you to look twice. Just look twice. It's not that hard. It's not going to take that much time, but you could save a life. I don't want to have to come up on anyone riding a motorcycle that their bike is under a car ever again. I've done it a couple times since I started riding. Um, you know, one time it was on fast food row. Guy was, I mean, the motorcycle was probably going a little fast because, you know, I mean, most of us ride a little fast. That's, we, we do. Like, that's, that's just how it is. But car pulls out in front of him. Guy dumps his bike. You can see where he slid and where the bike slid. He, he kind of used the bike as a shield 
Well, he tried to use the bike as a shield, but once the bike hit, it became a, a fucking brick wall, and he ended up kind of going half under the bike, half over the car. It was it was a fucking gnarly, gnarly wreck. And, you know, I just, that's the last thing I want. I don't want anyone that rides to ever have to deal with, you know, wrecking. And it's, you know, they, they say, I don't know who they are, but they say, if you ride, it's not when, or it's not if you wreck, it's when. And I used to, you know, I used to kind of laugh at that and scoff at that and be like, nah, I'm good. I'm a great writer. Well, um, 2019, I was, uh, riding in a poker run and I was on a road that I'd been on, you know, uh, shit. I've been on that road a hundred times and there's this one particular corner that, when I ride with the people that I normally ride with, we space out, we kind of go single file, and and we also cut the corner a little bit just because the, the corner is a de- very deceiving corner. It's, it's almost a two-part corner. Like you have your first turn, and that kind of straightens out, and then there's the second sharp part, but there's really no warning for it. There's a warning at the beginning, but then you hit the first corner and you're like, oh, it's totally fine. It's not totally fine. Not by any means. So we're riding and I'm with, you know, a whole bunch of guys, some that I've ridden with before, some that I haven't. And I typically ride, when I'm riding with my group of guys, I typically ride second, which is, so the, the guy that's riding first, he is on the inside of the lane. The guy that rides second, or the person, sorry, the person that rides second is on the outside of the lane, staggered back. And then you just, you kind of just domino your way back. So we get up to the straight stretch leading to this corner. And the guy riding first just, I mean, he just hammers down, takes off. I open it up a little bit, but knowing what corner is coming, I don't open it up as much as the guy that was riding third. He ends up passing me, and instead of <clears throat> you know continuing around the corner ahead of me so I can slide over, he, I don't know if he was worried about I, I don't know. I, we've never really talked about it. But he gets on his brakes pretty hard. And as we get to that second part of the corner, we are side by side. I'm in the outside part. And I'm still, and you know, this is partly my fault. I'm still going probably too fast to be in the outside part of this corner. And with him being right next to me, I can't cut the corner. I can't cut into, you know, lane, what they call lane position one. So the only thing you can do at that point is just lean harder. Well, 
there's some basically just bolts on the bottom of my pegs that are called peg savers. And they're basically there to let you know that, hey, you're, you're leaned over pretty far. You should probably, you know, lean back up a little bit. And when I leaned over because of the speed that I was going and the speed that I leaned over, that thing caught the chip sealed pavement and shot me straight. It, it basically just stood my bike straight up. Like it, it kicked my bike up into my right leg and I went straight off the corner. I hit the gravel. I hit a little dip out in the grass and gravel, went airborne, um, ended up going probably 150, 200 feet, bounced off a boulder. I don't know how I missed it with my front tire, but again, you know, going by something in the grass and not hitting it with my front tire and just completely crumpling my bike was a miracle in and of itself hit this boulder and it kind of, when it hit, it hit the, you know, the, the left front part of my frame and it kind of shot me up this little hill, which then killed my bike because I was still in third or fourth gear and probably 15, 20 miles an hour. So it just, it just died. And, you know, a couple things that, that really saved me was luck. Luck was a lot of it. Um, you know, for not hitting any of the boulders that were out in this grass that I didn't see until the next day when I went out there. And the fact that I rode dirt bikes a lot when I was younger and I knew, you know, from riding dirt bikes a lot and getting into some squirrely positions and situations, the one thing you don't do when you're, you know, kind of out of control is you don't try and control the speed. You let the bike, you, you, you just basically just let the bike go and hang on. So, I mean, it's kind of like rodeo where you just, you just kind of fucking ride it out. And I rode it out. I did not go down. I did not dump my bike. And I, you know, I kind of pulled up the, like when it shot me up that little hill, it died. I rolled it back down, kind of, I, I threw the kickstand down I got off, walked around a little bit, shook the cobwebs out, and was just like, holy fuck, what the hell just happened? And, like, I'm looking back at the road, and, like, there's, like, six of my buddies sitting right there, like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I, I think I'm fine. Like, I, I didn't go down. I didn't, you know, my bike didn't die except for when I went up the hill. Like, I hit a rock, but I don't. I don't know that it did any damage. It sounded like a solid hit. So I think it just hit the frame and I pulled the bike up to the, you know, I started the bike up. It started just fine. Uh, pulled it up to the side of the road and parked it and just kind of let it sit to see if there was any leaks or anything, you know, might've hit the oil pan, might've hit the radiator and nothing, nothing was leaking. Um, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, took a breath and the guy that was riding first was like, well, you ready? Um, well, I need to clean out my underwear first. Cause I think I just shit myself, but yeah, let's, let's ride. 
So we get riding and there's two ways back from where we were at. One is a nice little twisty, turny 50 mile an hour road. And the other one's the freeway. And probably the best thing that ever happened was instead of taking that twisty, turny, you know, back and forth, nice, easy ride road, we ended up hitting the freeway. And when you're riding 70, 75 miles an hour, you don't have time to sit there and think. All you can do is be part of the bike and be aware of your surroundings. Like you don't have time to think about what the hell just happened, you know, 20 minutes ago. You have to be, you have to be in the moment at all times when you're on a motorcycle or bad shit's going to happen. So we get on the freeway and there was a little bit of damage to my bike. Uh, my fairing hid when, when I was, you know, going off-roading on a, on a cruiser fairing had bounced loose. So when we hit highway speeds, my fairing almost felt like it was going to come off. So we get back to, Oh, it was the last stop of the poker run. And I was like, all right, I got to go home and I got to, I got to tighten my, <laughs> I got to tighten my fairing before I do anything else. So went home, tightened my fairing and went back to the, the end of the poker run ended up winning money. Um, I won low hand because I had the absolute shittiest hand ever. So that was cool. Um, but that being said, holy shit, that was 30 minutes. I could go on for another hour, hour and a half. I haven't even really got into much of anything. Um, so I'll cut it off here. And we'll continue this at a later date. But again, if you're driving a car, if you're riding a bike, if you're driving a pickup, if you're driving, I don't care what you're driving, look twice. That's it. I don't want to have to do a buddy check because you didn't look twice. I will talk to you guys next week. And have a great Wednesday. Stay bearded. Stay beautiful. And be your own hero.